0: Hi, this is Dirk with Steward Leader, and this is The Extraordinary Life. So what does For Thine is the Kingdom and the Power and the Glory really mean? I mean, look around. I don't see a castle or knights or kings or queens. I don't see a kingdom anywhere And yet, I am told that this is the Lord's Prayer. My friend was a very new believer in Jesus Christ. In fact, he had just driven to a bookstore and told the person behind the counter, I think I believe in Jesus, so I need a Bible. But his question was spot on. He had just stepped into a new kingdom in the midst of all kinds of kingdoms. Now, we have been through a a wretched season of campaigns for as close to what we can call a king, and as folks are trying to figure out what it means to follow Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, as we pray and as we sing, it's sometimes difficult to just put one step in front of the other. We look at the kingdoms of our world and we see a wrestling match for political posturing, military might, economic struggle, struggles, tariffs, borders, cultures, etc., etc. But what do we mean when we say kingdom? How do we do our best to follow this Jesus, God's Messiah, God's King, and to be about a kingdom? Here is a picture right after the crucifixion and the resurrection. After his suffering, Jesus presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God was the focal point of Jesus' ministry. He told the disciples that the kingdom is at hand, that it is here, And that it is within them. It was clear that his good news was way beyond saying a prayer to ensure a ticket into heaven. Jesus lived out the wonder of the kingdom of God. It is subversive, it's upside down. It is not a museum of hallowed halls, but a dynamic kingdom of action, of healing, of defending the poor and the outcast of shalom-making, of blessing, performing miracles, loving, sacrificing, hope-casting, beauty-creating, proclaiming, forgiving, and manifesting. And Jesus spent his last 40 days with his closest followers, teaching them how to access the kingdom of God. So what do these words mean to us today in the cultures that we live in, in the church cultures that we're a part of. Here are some thoughts and some questions for folks like us on the journey to the extraordinary. Number one, open your soul in new ways to what God's kingdom is now, that it is at hand, that it is here, and that it is within you. Number two, look with new eyes and hear with new ears that you can be part of healing and defending the poor and the outcast, of shalom-making, of blessing, performing miracles, loving, sacrificing, rising, hope-casting, beauty-creating, proclaiming, forgiving, and manifesting. Number three, believe that this kingdom is real, And it is the eternal kingdom. Number four, observe. Observe the political system that you follow. How is the kingdom of God subversive and upside down in comparison to the political systems of your culture and your country? And number five, serve. Serve each day as a vital part of the kingdom of God right where you are. You can start right now, today. The extraordinary life is a life of adventurous service for Jesus Christ, God's universal king, and the kingdom of God. It is a life like no other. It is a life of love-infused, humble, and powerful service for the kingdom that transcends time and cultures and yet transforms everything it touches. God's great adventure is the adventure that he has called us to and it offers us the greatest of rewards. We are the kingdom of light and life and love. We get to share this all the time and everywhere we are. So as you think of your life in the kingdom of God, a great place to start can be the Steward's Prayer. Lord, what do you want me to do today? with all you have trusted me with to honor you and to advance your kingdom. God bless you today as you live the extraordinary life.